Welcome to Life on the Watercrest Line. In this series, we follow the activities of the line throughout the year. We go behind the scenes and see all aspects of the operation. Episode 10 The Driving and Firing Experience, Part 2 In this episode, we get to drive the school's class locomotive, Cheltenham. The school's class was the most powerful type of 440 locomotive ever built in Europe. These locomotives can be challenging, especially in wet conditions, on a line with gradients as steep as the watercress line. I have, again, reduced the background noise. I have done this so that you can hear the instructions being given to the trainees and also other footplate conversations. However, there still are times when you will need to listen very carefully. I fully appreciate that some purists may not like this noise reduction. We rejoin the journey as we approach Ropley for the first time. After a relatively speedy run up from Alford, we're just coming into Ropley. As you can hear, we slow down for the points. Right, now we all swap round then, chaps. You mean you want me to try and drive? You carry on. Are you doing it on your own? I'll get off the wall. It is now my turn to drive uphill to Medstedon Four Marks. The peak of the line is a few hundred yards past the station. Push your cap forward. There's your pick there. So ward you and handle anti-clockwise. It's coming towards you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lock him up there. That one's turned off, that one's turned on. Ignore that. Hold your handle, push it up and run into the kitchen. Right, leave it there. That's the running position. When I ask for you to release the brake, this one's cleared there, yep. you've got the token there, yep. two hands on the regulator, crack it open, gently. Leave it there. Leave it like that. Right, that's enough to get us moving. Yeah. See the white signal? So, the one that's... Yeah. yeah, the white one there, ignore it. Yeah. That's the back of one come, coming the other way. So you ignore white signal. Okay, open the regulator a bit more. Gently does it. Watch your needle. Come on, a little bit more. Keep going. And again. Right, quickly, open the regulator for a bit. Gently does it, watch your needle again. Come on, hold it up a bit more. Leave it there. There, shut the regulator. All the way there. Right. Right hand on the plug. Keep 
Whilst we're waiting at Medstead, we learn more about steam engines. Later on, I will get all three of you down the side of the engine, and it's, there you go, um, and it's explain to you what, what, why you're doing this and what it's doing down the front of the engine to make it happen. Everything I hoped it would be. And more. Once you've locked it up, you can let go of that. As we travelled uphill, we were going tender first. But now, on our way back to Rockley and then Arlesford, we'll be going downhill, chimney first. So, now we've got the token, we know we've got the signal, ignore the trigger, hold the handle, and put up and some run in the push up. That's the one in the position. When I ask you to release it, you put it back to there. Neither is the prime lap to 21. Both the brakes are now released. Crack the red lane open, just to get us moving, then shut it. Okay, back on the brakes, are you clear? Yeah, the whole way down. All the, all, at the moment, the whole way, we'll come down at one inch six. Further around the corner, the gradient, even down, very little bit. Do you see a yellow signal coming up now? Yeah? Where's the yellow signal? At 9 o'clock. Right. The yellow signal is at 9 o'clock. As every possibility, one of the next two signals will be a danger. So, we're going to pull right off now. You can see there's a white board with a red signal that's up at half half ten. You see it? Yeah, right, with that one clear, that means we're going further down the line. So we'll still get it under control. Then if we need it. The next signal is very tight down the corner. So by that quick bridge that you can see on the right hand side, there's a big white disc with a black band at that angle. If that's clear, the next signal's clear. If the black band is across that way, the next signal will be in danger and we will rapidly have to slow down. We can get a 15 again. We're going into the right. Bring it down to 13. Hold it there for the second. Hold it there. And release it right off. Now bring it down to 15. Down to 15. Down to 15, hold it there, hold it there. When we come to a complete stop, pull the boat all the way down. All the way now. There you go. Thank you. Can I ask a question, which is, why, why is 15 the critical point? 15 is 
what you get used to is the magic number that you know it's just rubbing the brake locks onto the wheel. When we've brought it down to 13, we're slowing down a lot more. So that's 15 is enough to keep it under control, whether it's slowing down too much when we're on a timetable, or if you go above 15, the brakes aren't on, off, on enough and then the engine starts to run away again. And that is about the magic number. When the brake blocks start to wear, you might have to alter that number slightly, either up or down. And does that change with different engines? No. Right, we all swap round again then, chap. Um, I believe you're driving again, aren't you? Uh, this gentleman has not driven uphill yet. So nor have I, so, but I'm not arguing. Nor have I. I went that way. Oh, you did do that way? Yeah, yeah I did the first one. Right. Poke your nose in, see? <laughs> <laughs> After a discussion about who is driving each section, we set off again. Go on, go on. Leave it there. We're taking steam now. We're going to move. Ease it back just a little bit. Leave it there. That's fine. Leave it like that. It goes up too far, you get the wheel slip that, that you used to hear with trains all the time. This engine is very vulnerable it's only got four driving wheels, so it, it doesn't hold its speed, as we say, very well. Uh, and because, I mean, particularly going on the up from here, it's one in a hundred straight out of the platform. And on a, say, on Saturday, when it was hissing down with rain, this would have slipped every time, every time. Mark staff is clear. Thank you. Is that part of the farmer's job? Keep an eye on the yes. signal. Yeah. And if you look at the way we're going, I can see that before him. Yeah. So, in fact, I would call normally, I would call every single, just as a double check. But some of them drive from this side, is that right? Well, keep going. Sorry? Some of your engines drive from this side. No. Oh, okay. No. All of ours are over there, drive on that side. The only one, the only one that was on the other side was when we had an S, no, a U-class engine, where the driver was this side. Have you not got the signals on the one side? Uh, no, they vary really. There's some on this side, some on that side. Really. But um, it's uh, the Great Western Railway that had the driver over this side, which, if you're right-handed, makes it nicer to find because you're over there swinging more comfortably. I presume that the signals are placed wherever the best view is from the direction you're coming. So you see that one's yep. coming this way, yep. and the driver on this side. So he gives a better view of that than I do. Yeah. Likewise, the outer home signal going into Alston, he sees it, and I don't see it at all. Right. We set fire to this field spectacularly about a month ago. Unfortunately, after he dropped it, so it's just a stubble burn. Well, they used to do stubble burning. They did, absolutely. I remember as a child, it was all over in August, wasn't it? Yeah. We, uh, we were surprised that we actually got through that long, dry spell without being stopped. Uh, about four years ago, we had to stop because the risk of fire was, was too great. But as you can see, we got cereal crops on both sides for most of the line. Our insurance uh, excess is enormous. So how long have you been doing this? 
since I retired, which was 12 years ago. I was a school teacher all my career. Never set foot on the foot plate until I retired. But we, we retired down to Somerset, so I started working on the West Somerset Railway for a couple of years. But then our grandchildren started appearing all up in the home counties. So my wife got more and more uh, itchy feet, so we now live in Petersfield over there. So I transferred allegiances to the Midhance Railway. So I finished up being a cleaner for about four years. Uh, and then I passed my test into be a fireman about four and a half years ago. And I'm a long way down the pecking order for driver training. So I shall never be a driver. Clear into two. But you're happy. Absolutely. Different tokens for different sections. Uh, yes, yes. Depends what it says on it. Okay. Uh, they vary in colour. They vary in the hole in the middle. So in the pitch black, you can run, put your finger on it. You know which one you've got. But don't forget when we run in the dark, no lights. No. And we're slowly coming back into Alsford at the end of our round trip to Medstead and Formarks. We'll be going up to Ropley again and then coming back. And there are plenty of people on the platform watching us arrive, so we have to be on our best behaviour. Right, now pull the brake all the way on now. What does that do? Is that a handbrake or something? No, that's a drain cop. You know, you see the engines first thing in the morning. Any steam that's been left in the tubes and that overnight will condensate back to water and yep. water won't compress. Yep. So that allows the water to be blown out the front end um, so we don't cause any damage to the engine. Yep. But now we're parked here, the fact that if the regulator should be blowing by and the engine was in gear with them shut, there is a possibility we would try and start to move. So with that open, we've actually got no chance of moving. And we don't need to put this... No, no. We're left on the brake here at the moment. That will keep the engine here all the time We've got the opposite number up there. If we destroy the chamber side and take that down to zero, then the brakes are completely gone and we have got a chance of moving. Then you would need to put the handbrake on. At Arlesford we have a short break, a cup of tea and then clamber down onto the track for an explanation about how our actions in the cab affect the moving parts of the locomotive. Now what's going to happen, he's going to wind the engine in full gear and that is going to drop down to there. And more or less every engine that's got washout valve gear would have had it exactly the same where forward gear is always down. Because most of the time with these engines running on the main line, it, it would have run chimney first, which meant if any of the failure of the equipment that alters it failed, it would only drop into forward gear. Oh, It'd be know. like if you're going along in, in yeah. and it, all of a sudden when it reverse, you'll buckle everything up. So that's it. Right, now put it back into mid-gear a minute, Pete, please. Now that's going to go back into mid-gear, and you're going to see that slightly move. Okay? And what it's doing, in 
comparison to where that is, this watch, the combination lever, will alter this to alter that rod, and inside here, you've got two valve heads. One there, one there, and your piston head is there. It's what's called inside admission, which means the steam comes to the inside of it. Now that's going to go slightly backwards, and what's happening now, it's moving the valve. And these valve heads are coming backwards. And the idea is that when you put it into that position, it's going to let steam come in behind the valve head, which is then going to come down to this side of the piston head, push the piston that way, it's going to shove us that way. It's not like a conventional car where your um, cylinder only fires in a downward stroke. This, you put steam the behind the cylinder, piston uh, head, which push it forward, mm. then you put it lead to the cylinder, uh, to the piston head, which pushes it backwards. That is why you get the four shafts up the chimney with a standard yeah, engine, yeah. six on this one. So when we start altering it, at every time you went to move, basically like first gear, we was around the 65 70%. Mm. That 65 to 70% of the travel of the valve is open for steam. But in the winter time, when you see the steam coming out the chimney, it's still mushrooming and getting bigger, which is bloody wasteful. You want it to expand inside. So after you've got the train moving, you alter the reverser to whatever position you want, according to where you are. That shortens the stroke, then roughly down to about 35-ish. So you cut the steam off earlier, so instead of it expanding going up there, it expands behind, in front or behind of the piston head, which makes the engine stronger if you're pulling a train, or it will make you go faster if you're the engine on its own. And more important than that, it saves the fireman a lot of work. Because you just imagine going, say, two or three miles in first gear flat out, that's what you could do by putting it in 70 and off we go. Yeah, yeah. But the, sho- the, the fireman wouldn't put the shovel down if he's pulling a train and you'd be all the names <laughs> under the sun. So that's the basics of what you were doing to make the engine work in each direction. Does that all make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. Why six shots? Is there another cylinder on There's the three side? cylinders. One, two, one in the middle. One in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Nelson, the engine parked up there, that's got four cylinders. So um, on the outside too. Two on the inside yeah. and one each side on the outside. Um, the, the 9F that you see earlier, that's only got two cylinders, so that would only have been the four cups up the chimney. So what does more cylinders do for you? Um, it, on some, some occasions it makes the engine more powerful, depending what the, um, the designers wanted to get from the engine. I, mean, I know in them days um, when the engine designers were designing engines it's basically the driver is not a relative of mine I don't care that's why none of them had cabs or anything like that saves metal for even building an engine but the poor old driver and fireman froze sort of thing so time started to change and then they got round to building the standard class of engine and that was what the designer's riddles was the, the guy mainly involved with it and he's got the best of 
this side of the thing and he's got the best of that side of the thing and he's basically split the engine down the middle. Everything on that side is what the driver wants, everything on that side is what the timer wants. Yeah. So you're not in one another's way. Because like this engine, um, if the injector that puts the water into the boiler should fail this side, he wants to get the one on the other side which is right by the side of the driver and if the driver's trying to do something you know you're in everyone's way but putting both injectors on this side helps everyone out so the, the, the more the design of the engines went on they, they made them so they were stronger and better but they was also more labour friendly In the next episode, we will rejoin Cheltenham for the next section of our journey, where we go back to Ropley. I've drawn the short straw and have to fire the train uphill again. When we get to Ropley, we'll take a break, visit the engineering workshops and then prepare for the journey back to Alsford. You'll hear all about that in part three in two weeks' time. This podcast has been made by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening.